In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. And uh, we always want to remind you that we are brought to you by our good friends at Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's heating and cooling experts. Daryl, I'm not looking forward to this week. I do want to dive a little bit more into what the Browns are actually doing. So is there a chance that I'm, there's no chance the Browns bring in a quarterback on Tuesday? Is there? Well, if they none. Yep. And what's the feeling on PJ Walker? Well, PJ Walker's on the practice squad. So they, the only way they think that the Browns would bring in another quarterback is if Deshaun is headed to injured reserve, because then the right. roster spot opens up. You elevate PJ Walker, bring somebody else in to be on the practice squad. So you have two quarterbacks on the active roster, and then PJ is on the practice squad. I just don't see them having two quarterbacks on the practice squad right now. Um, so that's the roster math. Gotcha. All right. And then DTR takes the snaps again. So this offense has to get ready for DTR against San Francisco's defense. Ugh. Well, here's the thing. Like, hopefully Kevin Stefanski's learned his lesson, right? And yeah. he has two game plans that he works on this week. One, if Deshaun is available, and one, if DTR has to be thrown to the wolves. So, um, because let, let's be honest about it. Uh, the 49ers aren't beating people. They're mauling people. Uh, their average margin of victory is like 20 or close to 20 a game. Actually, it's, uh, uh, I want to say 19.8 to be very specific. They're two tenths of a point shy of beating opponents on the average. Now you say, well, you know, they, they blew out the Cowboys by 32 points on Sunday night football. That kind of skews the numbers. Well, I, Let's see. They've won by 23. Here we go. They've won by seven points, 18 points, 19 points, and 32 points. So their margin of victory has increased three straight weeks. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, they are scoring no less than 30 points in a game. Actually, their average is 33.4, but they've scored 30, 30, 30, 35, and 42. So it uh, could be a long afternoon for that Browns defense again. So I think I heard five points seems to be the differential between these two teams as of today. I've heard well, friends. Half, say, well, the line was the line was three and a half, and then it moved to four and a half. I haven't. Uh, I I don't do any uh, the gambling. I've never. I don't either. But I heard five today. That's, oh, that's has, I heard has it today. moved to five? Okay. Is it trending towards five? It might be even four and a half. Uh, Daryl, I don't know how. You, I'm surprised hmm? it's that close. I, I am too, I, and I don't know if that. That's a is lot that based of on Deshaun. What is that based on? Like, I wonder I, how they how Vegas figures that out. Browns defense, I guess, getting a lot of love from Vegas, from you know, <clears> Vegas <throat> or the bookies or whoever sets those lines. But I am really surprised that the line is that close, considering Deshaun is banged up. Don't know if he's going to play. The 49ers are just absolutely destroying teams. They score a ton of points. They don't give up a lot of points. Their defense is giving up on average less than 14 points per game, 13.6. That's what opponents are scoring. They gave up 7, 23, 12, 16, and 10. So they're not giving up a lot of points in San Francisco either. So that is that is a lot of love and a lot of respect. You know, Browns fans always talk about how the national media or whatever doesn't like show the Browns respect. And my response always is, well, the Browns don't give the national media any reason to show them respect, number one. Uh, but – uh, in this case, like the whoever is setting these betting lines gave the Browns a ton 
of respect by starting that line at three and a half. That's for sure. Or they're just trying to get the money moving on the game because there's no money moving on the game because it feels like a blowout. Yeah. Oh, this this totally feels like it's a blowout in the making. But any given Sunday, the Browns have the advantage of the fact that the 49ers have to come east. This is basically a 10 a.m. game for San Francisco to play because it's a one o'clock kickoff here, 10 10 a.m. over there on the West Coast. So, I mean, anything can happen. That's why you play the games. Um, you know, hey, if you know, Deshaun can't play, look, DTR could probably, you know, maybe he goes out and he makes makes all of us look really silly for, you know, anticipating that he's not going to play well or he's going to play as poorly or worse than he did uh, against the Ravens. San Francisco forces a ton of turnovers. The Browns turn the ball over a ton. Like, when you just take a step back and objectively look at this matchup, yeah, I mean, there's blood in the water right now. And uh, the 49ers are the Sharks coming to feast. But uh, anything can happen. I mean, my God, the the Ravens uh, kicked the you-know-what out of the Browns, uh, and then they go to Pittsburgh, and they can't do anything. Uh, and the, the Steelers uh, couldn't do anything until, like, the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and they were able to, to find a way. And I guess that's, like, one of my biggest things with Kevin Stefanski. Find a way, dude. Like, should have found a way against the Ravens. I know you got a rookie quarterback, but I don't know. Find a way. Um, and uh, unfortunately, when you talk about Browns football over the years, Andy, and, you know, I get criticized a lot because I'm always bringing up the Browns history. Well, it's not my fault that the Browns history is slop. It is what it is, right? I mean, I, I can I can sit here for a half hour and just pontificate on every devastating loss this franchise has suffered since 1999 every ridiculous finish to a football game that they have endured i can only think of one or two quote unquote positive signature man i'm going to tell my kids about the browns winning that game like there aren't many of them since 1999 um there haven't been many oh there's no way uh that the browns should have won and yet they found a way to win those games you know to win that game right yeah, so I'll bring up an interesting point here just for a second. That I um I listened to the end of the Ravens Steelers game on the radio driving through Pennsylvania. I watched the end of it. Yeah, and then I went back and and, and watched the end of it. And I it just, was just as bat bleep crazy as you heard on the radio. But what was uh what was really like hit me hard was they kept talking about the rivalry, the rivalry, the rivalry. Yeah. And it was Baltimore, Baltimore stole the Browns and stole the Steelers rivalry too. I mean, it just, it sucked the life out of me listening to the end of that game because I was like, this is, that's our rivalry that got stolen away. Oh, you know, yeah. no matter what, if the Browns couldn't win at three rivers or not, you know, and I just, I don't know. I was just, I was getting, you know, like, just, you know what I love hearing? I was just when, getting bummed out about it. When when Bernie goes uh, goes out, and uh, actually he did this in front of a Steelers-Browns backers crowd. I heard this where, a couple weeks ago. Where he goes, you know, the Steelers have all these great eras and that, Super Bowls in every era, except for the one era where I just kicked your ass every year. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, was we need so one great. of those. But it's true, right? I mean, pre-Bernie, yeah. Steelers won you know, a bunch of Super Bowls. Post Bernie, they've won Super Bowls uh, and and owned the, this rivalry. But the one era that the Browns really owned, Browns v Steelers, 
was the Bernie Kosar era. I mean, it was just, it, it was so fantastic. He's like, yeah, I kicked your ass every year and you couldn't win Super Bowls as long as I was playing. I thought that that was spectacular. But look, I mean, um, Steeler fans are still, even after beating the Ravens, they want to run Mike Tomlin out of town. They've been wanting oh, to run I know. Him out oh. of town for the last time. I, I, it was unbelievable what I was hearing. I, like, yeah. I, I, I was in a hotel and it was just saying, Hey, it's I, I go. I'm kind of happy the Steelers won because it mucks up the AFC North, and you know everyone's got two losses now, and now we'll see what happens to the Browns yes. if they can try to turn things around. I think it was good that for the Browns. That Steeler win like, actually helped the Browns, believe it or not. In the, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, that Steeler win over the Ravens helped the Browns. So I, I guess Browns fan own owes uh, Steeler fan a hearty thank you. Yeah, because the thing was, it was so funny. I'm like, they're like, oh, Tomlin should have been gone ten years ago. We're <sighs> done with him. We want him gone. He's I mean, never I'm had like, a losing season. I would kill. I, I would kill for two seasons of him here. Kill. Yeah, I, I mean, could you imagine? Let's dip into fan. We're really going to go into fantasy land on this podcast for a moment here. Yeah. Could you? Could you imagine the Browns having two winning seasons back to back? This is a franchise that can't win five games in a row. They've not won five games in a row in the expansion era. Their longest winning streak is four, and I think they've done it like four or five times. They can never get to five in a row. Could you imagine if the Cleveland Browns had two winning seasons back to back? I mean, for forget we would be all be we would all be doing rhythmic chanting. We'd all be oh, doing Super Bowl, Super Bowl parades, statues, Hall of Fame uh, uh, petitions. Like, could you imagine sixteen consecutive non? losing seasons for the Cleveland Browns. Can you fathom that? Could you fathom the last 25 years of crap, but in reverse? Like 25 years. Yeah, of it's, it's called Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like, and Steeler fan wants to run this guy out of town. Now, look, the, there, there was some bizarre coaching that went on, not, not only just in the, the NFL and in Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh, but even college, some of these decisions, I'm like, I'm not qualified to be a head coach. But again, you know my rule, Baskin. If Daryl knows it, if Daryl sees it, that means you should see it and know it as well. Agreed. And there were Agreed. just some situations. I'm just like, how do I know this stuff? But these guys who are making millions of dollars, like take that Miami game. Take a damn knee. What the hell are you doing, Hannah? Talking about, I feel bad for my guy Alonzo Highsmith down at the U. Am I doing that right? Is it this? Is it uh, that? Yeah, it's close. It's that. That okay. It's, uh, I feel bad that. for my guy Alonzo down in. Like he 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 probably had a coronary watching that the end of that game. Right? You can't lose that game. I mean, uh, Steelers and Ravens. Some of the coaching did. I mean, going for it instead of taking a field goal at the end of the half. What is John Harbaugh thinking? Right? I but I mean. Again, how about getting how about the Steelers getting that illegal formation call oh. and then giving the Ravens one more chance? Oh, man. Yeah. It, well, uh, yeah. How, how about that? How about not trying to just like run the clock out there, force the Ravens to burn through their timeouts? Instead, they had to kick a field goal and kick the ball. I'm like, you got to kick a ball like the last you know, that illegal formation do, that that stopping the clock killed them. I know the radio team was like. They they were awesome with like a minute left to go or a minute and a half left to go. They were like, and the Ravens are not flying anymore. All we got to do is run this clock out. And I, then all of a sudden, like, 
Oh boy. All right. Two well, dudes, all right. Let's just keep going here. There are two Ouch. dudes in the NFL you want to you want to you want the clock to read all zeros for, and that is Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And you know what? I may, maybe a third dude in there, Josh Allen. Uh, but like, you do not want to leave time on the clock. You do not want to give these guys an extra possession. Are you out of your freaking mind? I don't care if you kicked a field goal to, you know, expect, like, yeah. So I, I fully expected the Ravens to come back and win that game on that final drive with less than a minute to play. I'm like, Lamar's going to go down, score a touchdown, and beat these clowns. Too. I thought that was I, I thought for sure that that was going to happen. So but again, their defense played pretty well again, just like they did against Browns. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a quick timeout. Let's come back, Daryl. I want to talk a little bit more about what happened at, at camp on Monday, at, at Browns camp on Monday. So let's do that when we come back. It's always game day in Cleveland. 